It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 379 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Mystery Solved. It is September 30, 2022, and this is Jen. I want to start off by saying that today, September 30, is in fact International Podcast Day. So here is a podcast that we're recording on International Podcast Day. Here's the episode just for all of you. Most of you probably don't care, but if you are a podcaster, you might want to participate that in, in that in some way, perhaps next year, because it goes by pretty fast. I'm going to start off with uh, a variety of things here, including the mystery solved question mark thing that I titled the show with. The first is an article from Video Games Chronicle from September 27th, and it's titled Diablo 4 End Game Beta Invites Are Being Sent Out. I think I mentioned this briefly on the previous show when I was uh, reading tweets from people involved in making the game that they were only going to accept people that like play a lot of Diablo and Endgame stuff, which makes sense. So this one's written by Tom Ivan, and here is uh, what he wrote. The first wave of Diablo 4 closed endgame beta invites has reportedly been distributed. Diablo players on Resetera and Reddit began receiving invites to the game's latest testing phase on Tuesday. Invited users can sample a range of content that will be available after players complete the game's campaign. This includes Nightmare Dungeons, Whispers of the Dead, Fields of Hatred, Paragon Boards, and the game's newest feature, Helltide. Quote, We have decided to focus the closed beta on Diablo 4's endgame offerings for a few reasons, Blizzard said last week. The full story of Lilith's return to Sanctuary is not something we would like to spoil prior to release. Players will experience a post-campaign Sanctuary during the closed endgame beta. Continuing, also, for many, the end game is their favorite aspect of Diablo. We want to ensure it feels satisfying and with no shortage of challenging variety to experience across many, many demon-slaying gaming sessions. The closed end game beta will be playable on PC and Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, PS5, and PS4 consoles with cross-play and cross-progress for all platforms supported. You may have noticed it won't play on a Mac, which is going to tick me off for a very long time until I can figure out how to play the game on my Xbox S and record it in a way that I can share it, you know, once it's like all released and all that. But that's going to be a while because it's a planned release is 2023. Don't know exactly which month. So there we are. There's another article here from Video Games Chronicle, also written by Tom Ivan, and this one has to do with the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard King. It's titled, Microsoft Files Its Case for Activision Acquisition with EU Competition Regulator. The European Commission has set a provisional deadline of November 8 to rule on the deal. And we are almost in October at the time I'm recording this. Oh, 
that's kind of a short span of time for Microsoft to do whatever it's going to try. Here's the article. In a filing on Friday, the European Competition Watchdog confirmed it has set a provisional deadline of November 8 to clear the $68.7 billion deal or choose to enter a second, more detailed investigation phase. Over the coming weeks, the European Commission will analyze the deal during what's called a Phase 1 review. The goal is to decide whether the merger would significantly reduce competition in the market, for example, by creating dominant companies that are likely to raise prices for consumers. If it still has concerns about the deal following its investigation, the Commission will launch a Phase 2 review, which is a more in-depth analysis of the merger's effects on competition. According to a Financial Times report this month, regulators and others involved in the Microsoft and Activision merger are expecting a lengthy EU probe. Quote, it is a big deal, a difficult deal, a Brussels source said to be familiar with the transaction told the publication. It needs an extensive investigation. The acquisition is being scrutinized by regulators around the world amid antitrust concerns during a time of increasing consolidation in the gaming industry. And then they're talking about some of the stuff I've already talked about. Earlier this month, Xbox boss Phil Spencer said Microsoft had committed to making Call of Duty available on PlayStation for, quote, several more years after Sony's current marketing deal with Activision expires. Yeah, so there's just that kind of stuff. It's a little bit of a review, but you get the idea that it sounds to me as though uh, Microsoft is going to get the second phase of the regulators deciding about whether or not to let this acquisition go through. So who knows how long this is going to take? Probably no one. Polygon has an article titled Activision QA Worker warns OSHA about the devastating impact of crunch. This is written by Nicole Carpenter. And here's a little bit from that. Amber LaMaccia was prepared to deal with crunch before she even joined the video game industry. It's something she heard over and over again while studying game design in college just five years ago. The practice of crunch, a word that games industry workers use to describe brutal overtime, is well documented across multiple video game studios. You'd be hard-pressed to find a developer who hasn't encountered it at least once. The industry has started to reckon with crunch to better understand just how badly it hurts both workers and video games. Studios like Rockstar Games, Activision Blizzard, CD Projekt Red, LEGO Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga developer TT Games... Epic Games and plenty more have been criticized for the practice, but the industry changed in response. But has the industry changed in response to this public scrutiny? It's starting to as workers push back against the practice, refusing to put their health and safety at risk for work. We've got a little bit here. It's a back and forth with Amber LaMaccia and the writer of this, who is Nicole Carpenter. I'll read you a little bit. LaMattia, a senior QA tester at Activision, is one of those workers. This week, she's at the Department of Labor's Workers' Voice Summit in Washington, D.C., where she's acting as a representative for the video game industry and, in particular, for Communications Workers of America's efforts to make the industry more equitable for workers. LaMattia is addressing government officials during the three-day conference, educating them about the health and safety risks associated with crunch. Quote, 
The video game industry is brand new, at least compared to many of the other industries in the United States, LaMaccia told Polygon. OSHA is not very present when it comes to health and safety in the video games industry. One of the big things that I would like to see done is proper investigation, training for health and safety concerns, and regulations. Instead of taking on crunch shop by shop, industry regulators could make sweeping changes on how companies operate going to move on a little bit farther in this article. Of course, this isn't the industry's first brush with OSHA. In 2016, the Screen Actors Guild, SAG or SAG, asked California regulators to investigate the industry's treatment of voice actors, alleging that unsafe work damaged actors' vocal cords. Soon, Crunch could be investigated in a similar way. And it goes on from there. Everything that I'm talking about in this show will be accessible to you on ShatteredSoulStone.com. I always put links to every Everything I talk about there. So if you've missed something or you were playing a video game while listening to me read to you about this, or if you just wanted to know more about the parts of the article I leave out, you can get that all chatteredsoulstone.com. Bonus Roll Productions, which you've heard of before. I think I mentioned they were changing their name. They're now Bonus Roll Productions. Shattered Soulstone is on there. You can listen to our show and leave a review of, of your choice if you want to from there. That's, uh, that's an option. But what they're doing now is a giveaway. And this giveaway is to gain early access to Dragonflight with, with their beta key giveaways. That's what they're doing. This is obviously a World of Warcraft thing. I'm going to read you a little bit from this. Blizzard announced the release of Dragonflight on November 28th. We are excited for the official release of Dragonflight. We want to help you get in even sooner. We have several different ways you can win a beta key for early access to Dragonflight from us here at Bonus Roll Productions. But first, if you're new to Bonus Roll, welcome. We were Azeroth's first live stream back in 2004 under our old name, Warcraft Radio. Some of you may remember it from that name. These days, you'll find us covering Blizzard games, Final Fantasy XIV, Elder Scrolls Online, and more. We are proud to host our podcast directory, where you'll find over 100 podcasts talking about your favorite MMOs and Blizzard games. Sort by game content and more to find the perfect podcast. Want to focus on lore? There's a filter for that. They recommend Dungeon Fables and For Azeroth. Want the best PvP or rating tips? There are filters for those, too. They are highlighting technically PvP. Now... Uh, you can enter this contest to get a Dragonflight beta key by leaving reviews on the Bonus Roll podcast directory. So here's a little bit of information on that if you're really like dying to get into the Dragonflight beta. The first way to enter to win a Dragonflight beta key is through our podcast directory. We have dozens of Warcraft podcasts in our brand new directory that are in need of reviews. You get one entry for each new written review, limit of one review per show between September 30 and October 7th. We'll pick winners on October 8th. So you go to their podcast directory webpage. There's a link in this, which I'll link into the show notes later on after I'm done talking at you. And also you can log in or make an account at the top right side of the page. There's a spot for that as well. Now, what I'd like to let you know is if you are using Safari as your browser, you're not going to see some of these things because of whatever Safari has decided to do. So maybe pick up Firefox to do this because that's what I do when I want to go look at this stuff and see what's going on and that'll just make it easier for you otherwise you're not going to be able to like connect with different things uh, that you can connect through with Firefox 
I guess there's Chrome, but I don't trust it. That's up to you if you want to go down that road. And then you can see all the podcasts and things like that. You leave a review for your favorite Warcraft podcast at the bottom of the page. This is specifically, of course, for Warcraft podcasts only because that's what the Dragonflight beta key is for. And I'll leave you to go decide for yourself, you know, what you want to do with that. I just figured it was an option if you're thinking about getting back into World of Warcraft or if you're still playing it. Um, it might be, you know, something you can do. Life at Blizzard has been highlighting people that work for Blizzard. And we have a little highlight here of a game producer for Overwatch named Stella Kim. And this is what she wrote. My journey leading to Blizzard was more serendipitous than deliberate. As I'd entered my high school and college years, I grappled with mental health and failure, vulnerable to burnout and self-doubt. One day, I found myself downloading the League of Legends beta, which had just been released at the time. It was so healing and fulfilling to channel myself into it. I felt like I belonged in that space, just happy to be a gamer. Gaming inspired me to get to know who I was without the path laid out for, for me and offered me a taste of that freedom. And that's Stella Kim. And I like that Life at Blizzard is highlighting people that work for them. There's also, if you want to become part of that team, there is a link to to uh, their open positions right now. All of these at the top of it, at least are for Overwatch. There are some for Overwatch 2 as well, some marketing stuff, and you can check that out for yourself if you want to get in at Blizzard. Speaking of Overwatch, <laughs> there's a thing called Calling All Heroes GG, and it is by the Overwatch League and Overwatch. So this is like a Blizzard thing and I'll read you a little bit about what this is. So it's called Calling All Heroes. It says Overwatch 2 on it. And here's a description. A joint program of Overwatch and the Overwatch League Calling All Heroes mission is to build an inclusive game and competitive environment for everyone. We are excited to announce a few initiatives this year that pursue that goal by focusing on equity, visibility, and community support for underrepresented genders. That's genders, not gamers, genders. That's important. I'll read more. Developers, the league office, teams, casters, players, and fans, we all have an important role to play when it comes to making Overwatch a safe and welcoming community. The game team is implementing a new initiative called Defense Matrix, an infrastructure of systems designed to protect gameplay integrity and promote positive behavior in Overwatch 2. Defense Matrix fortifies Overwatch's security and game experience through aspects like SMS Protect, audio transcriptions, and the all-new first-time user experience, to name a few. As the game continues to level up Defense Matrix, we are also striving to open new paths in the competitive ecosystem for players and talent. With that, we are thrilled to announce our two main programs this year, Challenger's Cup and Caster Boot Camp. So the Challenger's Cup thing is going to take place from October 21st to 23rd. It is uh, The format is a Swiss system round play into a single elimination bracket with the top four teams advancing to the final. Open unlimited registration. So that's one qualifier for this thing. And it's basically, it'll run alongside the Path to Pro in the fall and winter of 2022 as an additional competitive avenue for underrepresented genders. I have questions about this, but I'll read you the second qualifier first. <laughs> 
The second qualifier is takes place from November 18 to 20. Format is a Swiss system round play into a single elimination bracket with the top four teams advancing into the final and open unlimited regulation registration. Sorry, uh, The final takes place December 11, 17, and 18. Registration is open to either full teams or individual participants. And there's a link in this article that can show you some stuff there. Now, when they're saying, you know, this is for all, you know, for all genders or some genders or however they're doing this underrepresented genders. Okay. So my take on this is what they're saying is they are seeking people who identify as somewhere within the LGBTQ2IA plus group. Uh, you can look that up if you want to know what all of those are. I fit in that. I'm non-binary. We don't actually have a, I guess we go under queer for that because they don't have a non-binary one, but that's okay. Um, I think they're trying to find people that fit those descriptions that that is who they are and that they are gamers that want to play Overwatch and do well can do well in it that's what i think this is i'm a little concerned that perhaps this is a way to shuffle all of the people that are lgbtq into one group only instead of in you know other groups like i think they have a men's group and a women's group and i don't know if they have a mixed group but you know i don't know i'm not sure if this is an opportunity or segregation right now but we'll have to see what happens and what people who want to play and can play this think about it for themselves because it's really up to them uh, there's also a caster camp, and that is to provide underrepresented groups the opportunity to learn from some of the best broadcast talent in the industry, build skills, and form professional relationships. They hope this program will help create equity in the commentating space and produce a more diverse talent pool for the Overwatch competitive ecosystem. That's going to start... Uh, September 30 through October 28, and review sessions will be November 12 to 13. You have to be 18 or older to participate. If selected, you'll be contacted by calling All Heroes staff within seven days after the close of registration. So if you want to do those things, there are opportunities here. There's also a whole website called callingallheroes.gg that can tell you more about different things. Looks like there's some videos and updates and things like that and so that's up to you if you want to do those things i'm personally not that into overwatch it never played on a mac so i never really like felt a lot about the game i think some of the cartoons and the comics that have come out are kind of interesting but it's not for me it might be for someone listening to this because not everyone only plays diablo games so there we are I have a tweet here from Rod Ferguson, who is the SVP GM of the Diablo franchise at Blizzard, and he wrote this. So much going on in Diablo right now. D2R Season 2 starts next week. D3 Season 27 Live. Season 28 Design Started Immortal. Forgotten Nightmares just launched. And D4 Getting Ready for End Game Beta. So that's a lot of Diablo going on. Speaking of uh, D4... Bellular News has a video about the Diablo 4 content that had been leaked. They show some content. I don't know that it is the leaked content. Some of it looked a little bit like um, things that I think maybe I've seen before when Blizzard has put out quarterly is about Diablo 4 and like here's the landscape and someone running through it and like, you know, shooting down demons and stuff like that. But there's more to it than that in here and... It's kind of interesting. It's about, um, it's kind of a long video. It's not a terribly long video considering a lot of them are like an hour or more now, but it's in depth and detailed about what this might mean. 
uh, what the game may look like. Is it going to have like, is it going to have a battle pass? Maybe it is. I'm not sure. Um, they seem to, to be implying that maybe it's going to have a battle pass in it and, and that kind of thing. And I'll leave you to watch it. It's well worth it. It was released on September 25th on YouTube and it'll, they explain it a lot more than I can and a lot better than I can. Max Roll has provided an update on latter season in Diablo 2 uh, Resurrected, and it's about build guides and the Sunder charms and updates to the build guides, tier lists, all this kind of stuff. So if you're going to go play that, this is a good place to start to figure out what you want to do. They're really good about that kind of stuff. They also have a Season 27 Roundup with new guides, including the Firebird Meteor Guide. There's other updated guides for the Crusader, and it uh, looks like... I don't know what these all are. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot of Firebird stuff. There's an Akan thing. There's all these kinds of things in here. There's a tier list. They grade it with letters as to how good one or the other is. They've added certain tiers. They've moved things up or down a tier. There's the meta for um, two, three, and four player in, if you're playing in a group. And, you know, it's still running. I don't know how long season 27 is going to run. I know I tried, I started it, but my recording software just kind of wouldn't record and I didn't know what to do. So I'll get back in there eventually. Last show, I talked about mystery manual. There was this mystery manual that was part of a picture that the Diablo account on Twitter had posted and all these people were trying to figure out what it was, what does it mean, what can we learn, all of this kind of stuff. And Echo Hack has a video that explains a lot of it. He starts by reading off a bunch of lore that seems to connect to this. And then he talks to Wolfie and also Nineball separately um, about the background of them figuring out what this was. It was not just this just three people. It was a lot of people. Wolfie apparently set up a uh, Google thing so people could get numbers from Diablo 2 and it just went from there and then Nineball knows a lot about the lore so he was able to talk about that a bit and this is, if you're, if you're wondering what the heck that was about, what does it mean, how does this affect coming up gameplay in Diablo 2 or anything like that, watch this video from Echo Hack. It's about an hour long, I think. And it was really interesting. So if you wanted to know, some of the answers are here. Or maybe all of the answers are there. It's hard to tell. Who knows if they went down the right path? I think they probably did. But what do I know? I'm not Blizzard, right? So could be anything. Okay, I'm going to move on to Diablo Mortal. And one of the things that I've did I think in between the last show and this show is I actually made a dark clan in Diablo Immortal. It's called Shattered Soulstone, so you can find it very easily. It is on the Soulstone server to also make it very easy for you to find. Haven't had a chance to get back in game since, but I do have a dark clan and the focus is it just says, you know, fans of the Shattered Soulstone podcast, you can hang out there. Uh, with me when I'm on, I play at the weird hours of the night and um, I don't know if I'll see you, but if I don't know how it works. I had finally gathered up enough platinum to do the thing, so I did the thing, and I think I set it for, like, contracts, if you if you know what I'm talking about, if you play the game. I don't know how many people are playing this game, but I have one. That was one of my goals when I decided I wanted to start playing Diablo Immortal was to make a clan of some kind, and so here it is. It's uh, Shadow's Clan, basically, and it's going to grow, I hope, and some of it grows by, you know, 
doing these contracts and such. But it's there. It's definitely there. So Diablo Immortal also posted, explore a new piece of sanctuary in Forgotten Nightmares. They posted that on September 21st. Uh, that was the one video that had uh, lead game designer Joe Grubb and associate game designer Stephen Stewart, who you may know as Leviathan, in it. That's live now, is my understanding, so I might have to go give that a try. There's a Castle Kragonar. I don't know when that starts exactly. There's a whole bunch of stuff. It just they keep giving more stuff for people to do, and I'm constantly behind on it. I know that right now Season 5 has started in Diablo Immortal, and... I haven't gotten through the things I wanted to get done in season four, so um, I don't know. But it's kind of interesting. There's some kind of ancestral weapons and whatnot, and I think I'll understand it better if I just get in game and do it. But there is, you know, there is information on it if you missed it last time around. The Diablo Immortal Twitter account says, Those born in the storm carry its fierceness evermore. Season 5 is alive, and it's called Scions of the Storm. Um, earn new reward, earn, earn more rewards with the empowered battle pass, and you can play it, you know, on Battle.net and the App Store and Google Play and whatever. So that's just more stuff. I will never be able to keep up with this, but I'm trying and I'm having fun with what I can do with it. And that's really all I have today. Uh, it's kind of a lot. So happy International Podcast Day. You'll be hearing this after that's ended. But if, you know, if you want to start a podcast you um, and you haven't done one, give it a shot. It's fun. Sometimes it's rather addicting and you just keep making more. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to close the show. You have been listening to episode 379 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in game, our in game community and clan. In Diablo 3 is uh, Shattered Stone, I think, and. Now we have one in Diablo Immortal, which is Shattered Soulstone. So they're both kind of named Shattered Soulstone. They're open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. Thank you for listening. 